Welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. It feels like I've been a while, or it's been a while since I've said that, because we've just been starting episodes on random notes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't like having a formal introduction. I yeah, just no. do it how I want to. I like just jumping into it as well. Sometimes when you like try to have an intro, it comes out weird, and it feels too scripted. Because it is kind of, isn't it? Yeah, it is. A little is. bit. Yeah. I, I just know. like to I just like to run with it. But yeah, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Anybody tuning in. So, Jeremy, you got any news things or any stuff you'd like to cover before we get into the what's what of this week's uh, episode? I don't think so. Yeah, it's been like a kind of quiet week as far as music goes. I mean, there's stuff that's been coming out, happening, whatever, but... Nothing, I guess, worthwhile talking about has gone on, really. Yeah, I can't think of any, like, super humongous, like, release I'm missing or... Or events that have taken place or are taking place. Um, The Cold is Life show in Detroit is uh, upcoming in a few weeks here. That's a month from today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, today's the 7th. The month from the time of recording this. I don't even know the date of when we're going to be releasing this, so... Okay, so from the time we recorded this. Yeah. But yeah, that's coming up for sure. Um, Jason was just in here yesterday. I talked to him about that. Oh, right on. I'm going to try to make my way to it, but I also want to go to the Gutter Ghouls show that's happening, but that's the day before Thanksgiving, so I'm like, fuck, that's going to suck to drive to Detroit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traffic-wise, is going to be shitty. It's either going to be dead or shitty. Wait, you'd be going down? It'd be Thanksgiving's like what, like the twenty fourth or something. It's usually all, it's, it's a, yeah, on it's the all, last Thursday, right? Of, so whatever date that is, it's the day before Thanksgiving. You might be all right. I yeah, it might be like real dead because everybody's already where they're going. They're all going, or they're all going up, and I'm going down. That's what I think, but we'll see. But, I don't know. Yeah, but exactly. I've just, like I've done. Uh, I've gone to Battle Creek the day after Labor Day. Yeah. And it was the worst drive I've ever made in my life. It took me like six hours to get to Battle Creek because there was everybody that was, was going up here home. camping was going down. Yeah. I gotcha. I've never counted so many campers on the interstate oh, in fuck, my life. That would suck. And I was so mad because we were just going there for like a quick had to grab something and then jet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't like we were going to stay for the day. So it took six hours to get there. Then we had to drive back, so it was like a 12, 13-hour day Damn. driving, where it should have been like a 8-to-9-hour eight eight day of driving. Fuck and then that. I remember there was construction. Everything got backed up for like a mile and a half, and I was like, dude, why did, yeah, we, like accidents why did we pick more? this day to, ha- to drive down? But oh well, whatever. Yeah, it's like you should have done it on Labor Day. Yeah. So anyways, while on the subject of Michigan hardcore and all that, we're uh, here with Kyle and Tyler from the band Suffer No Fools, who are a newer hardcore band from the Upper Peninsula, which is not quite as common of an area to have a hardcore band come out of. Yeah, it's pretty uh, unique, and they're from way up there in Houghton. Can you think Keywana of any Peninsula, other Peninsula, like way up there? Can I think of what any other any other UP hardcore band? I, I don't know, not off like the top of my head. I'm sure there's obviously like they talked about a scene happening there, so I know there's I think others. There, yeah, but... it's like building right now. But as far as yeah. as far as I know, I don't know of any like they're the first that have put anything out. Yeah, I don't know of any like big named. You know, bands that have had like multiple records out, they're kind of like a no. legacy type of thing. So, yeah, correct. Usually, somebody, it's, somebody can say correct us, but I don't yeah, think there, there's there's some guy in the UP right now that's like the no, gatekeeper. I'm not saying of I'm all. not saying that there wasn't bands because I don't know, but as far as I know, I don't think anybody ever put anything out. Yeah, I don't know of any of any substance. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, there's always going to be something coming some out like of somewhere. Kid, fucking his thumb up his butt. Yeah. So kudos to those guys for uh, being part of the growing scene up in the UP. So I think that's pretty cool that that's spreading around, especially like for it to happen now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was 
kind of dormant for a really long time in the hardcore scene as well, it's far like as music that, coming out. That whole thing we were talking about before is like that cycle, and the cycle's back, you know? Yeah. And it's fucking kick-ass. Yeah, it's great. There's tons of new good bands coming out, putting out a lot of good music, yeah. and lots of shows happening, lots of reunion shows happening. Um, yeah, I love to see it. It's dope. But these guys are fucking awesome, so you should uh, listen to this and enjoy. Yeah, we're going to preview their latest single called My Fury off their upcoming album that we do not have a name for yet because that's to be announced in the next couple of weeks here. So the link to their Instagram and everything will be in the episode description. So go give them a follow on Instagram. Um, give us a follow on Instagram on the Noise Advocation podcast page. Share the stuff, like the stuff, buy the stuff, attend the shows if you're in the area, do what you can to support them. And, uh, yeah, if you, unless you have anything else, Jeremy. Nah, man. Go to band camp and buy that shit. Enjoy.
Uh, you both in Houghton or? Uh, just me. So I am from <laughs> here originally, and I'm the only one. Besides our other guitar player, Logan, uh, we're the only two that actually live in Houghton. Uh, Tyler's down in like the like Southgate, Berkeley area and our drummer lives almost two hours south of us and our bass player who's the newest member he lives in milwaukee so there's a there's just two of us up here gotcha that's fucking um that's crazy you guys just pretty much wrote everything like through like skype or zoom or what how did that work so so how it kind of started it was it was initially just going to be like a recording project and and, and I had there was a situation where I had to uh, my partner and I had to move back in with my parents so I had a lot of downtime just kind of in between situations so I wrote the demo I I wrote all the guitar stuff for it and then our drummer just laid drums over it and we wound up putting that out april of that year not really planning on doing too much with it but yeah it was initially just a recording project oh so when you put out the soul violence that was just like a just like that was gonna be it yeah and until we got asked to play uh that first uh, milwaukee barbecue uh x-ray after that show the the response was it was really good for us not even being from there or being known at all. So that's kind of what drove me to keep doing it was just doing more shows. But yeah, that that was going to be it. That's fucking tight. I know I kind of just uh, dove right in there, but just so you... Well, oh, you're good. Before we... Uh, yeah. Uh, can everybody hear me? I don't know. I don't know how to use Zoom. There we go. I was going to say, before we get like too far right. into something, make sure we can hear Tyler. I think I'm. I, I think I'm him. good. Yeah, I can, I can right. hear you. How you doing, Tyler? All right, cool. Good. How are you guys? I'm good. I don't know how to use technology, so that was. Uh, it's just like talking on the phone, basically. <laughs> don't feel there's, bad. I have to have been... Ryan do everything. <laughs> there's been times where I went to like start a Zoom meeting and forgot to plug in the computer, <laughs> like the USB cord, and I'm like, why the fuck can't I hear anybody? Happens to the best of us. Yeah. So anyways, um, just before we get into things, I'm Ryan. That's Jeremy. Sure. All right. So back to the playing shows where we left off there. Who, When you guys played that show, who were you playing with? So the headliner for that fest was the two like bands headlining were Big Laugh and World I Hate. Oh, uh, but there was a bunch of other Midwest bands on that fest some chicago bands i think there was a couple band one or two bands out of springfield illinois and but, still uh, from chicago yes and still was i think they opened but yeah great great people but yeah that was the first one and we shortly played our second show at edgemont not too long after that that's fucking sick man Big laugh and uh, was that world I hate or fucking dope? Hell yeah, that was at uh, X-ray arcade. What's that? Was that sorry? Was the Edmund show tied down fest or was that a different show? The first one we didn't do tied down. It was with uh, Rob Brigade. Oh, okay. Just a just a one off. Gotcha. Who else played that? I can't even remember now. Uh, Doubt it. Another good band. Withdrawn. Oh yeah. I think that was it. And yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's it. I think. I don't think Big Deal played that one. No, they did not. I'm gonna. Feel, oh yeah, Hushed play too. No, they they did the the Age Age of Apocalypse show we played. Oh yeah, I'm just right. maybe. You're right. I don't know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Anywho. Well, okay. So this came out in April of 2022, and then. When was that first show? Like, how long before that first show? The first show was June 25th, I want to say. Oh, so, shit. That uh, was really quick. Not long after that. And then, Good memory. 
How many shows do you guys think you have up until now? I just see it being like totally like difficult getting everybody together, you know? Dude, I feel like we've played oh. less than 10. It's had to be like around that. I was going to say it's been 10 or over. That's not bad. Probably, sure. yeah, probably not around bad. 10. It's not bad. Especially with like the people you guys have been playing with because those are bands that are they're playing numerous shows too. Like uh, I know a handful that you mentioned that I've seen on flyers all around Michigan and Chicago and New York and et cetera. Oh yeah, for sure. We've played oh, most of the shows we've played in lower Michigan, like the Detroit area, like the opening bands are kind of the same and then it's just whatever like touring or out of town band is headlining. But yeah, we played with doubt it a handful of times. I think a few different bands we've definitely played with more than once, but yeah, it's a cool little circle that's going on right now for sure. When you guys played in the Pike Room when I went to that show, that was a fucking sick-ass spot. I've never been in there before. It's like a, almost like a little bar. Yeah, I'd never been in that part of the venue either. I'm super I think cool. I've been to the Pike Room maybe once. I think I saw Drug Church there a few years ago, and that's the only time I've ever been oh, shit. really in that, in that venue. I, I did like that setup because I had like almost two different styles going on at the same time. It's fucking interesting. Where is Pike Room at? Inside the um, the crowfoot in Pontiac, oh, it's just okay. upstairs. Gotcha. Oh, all right. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like a similar situation to like I don't know how familiar you are with the rave in Milwaukee, but it's like the, there's the Eagles Club, which is just like the small venue with a bar off to the side of like the ballroom, or just like the main stage. So just like a smaller stage next to the big stage. Gotcha. What's the, the Majestic has that where they have a small stage and big stage yep. and one side, one side's in the bar and one side's like a, a bigger venue. I seen obituary there. Which side? Which was weird. The big side. It would have been cool if it was the small side. Yeah, I but... saw Bane on the small side, which I was surprised they didn't put it in the big side. But anyway. Yeah, I've been to a, quite a few shows there. Yeah, I've been to the Crowfoot, but I've never been to the upstairs area. I didn't even, I guess, realize that there was one. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like to see some other time. bands there. You pick out to see other bands there? Oh no, I would like to. Oh, definitely. You're a lot closer too, aren't you? Um, Tyler? I was, but now I'm in the northernmost city in the Upper Peninsula, so I'm, oh, I'm pretty. Oh, you're way like, up, way up, then. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I think it's about it's it's just shy of. At least to Detroit, it's like just shy of nine yeah, hours. Yeah, dude, that's brutal. <laughs> so Real excited to make that trip for that home <laughs> show we're playing yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I looked at that and like so I was, was so September twenty third. I would so want to go, but then it was like we were just there last year for my brother in law's wedding, and uh, he's oh, a, okay. he's a professor at the college there, and uh, it was a long drive, dude. Like for like I haven't done it since I was a kid, you know. Had to like take a break, seven hours or something, you know. Yeah, it definitely helps if you can split it up in two. But um, yeah, it's kind of pathetic how used to it I am at this point. But it is what it is. If because I mean we do shows up here, but we're gonna I'm gonna start trying to book more up here just so there's a little bit more of a platform for people to play. But. Uh, in general, we've just all, I at least have always just been super used to driving far to play or just attend shows. Oh, for sure. We, we, um, we're like four hours away from Detroit. So oh, okay, we want to sure. go see. We used to have a lot of shows around here, but that was like 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And, uh, right, right. Which is kind of crazy because that's not like really a place that I would. Think, think in my head scene. to have like a scene uh, kind of like where we're from most people are like wait there's hardcore bands in up people know what that even is that's sure why i fucking love that like fucking uphc <laughs> shirt man so fucking dope and like H-town, beat town like we i get that yeah cause i remember when there was michigan hardcore merch for all the bands that weren't detroit natives yeah for, oh yeah yeah I still have no, one of those patches. It's from definitely, way 
Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying I still have one of those patches from way back. Go ahead with what oh, you're saying. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, as far as just like UP bands now, over over the last, I mean, when this started, there was, I think we were the only one in the UP that was actually active, actively playing hardcore or even just hard music in general. But now, like we, we booked a show after the UP Fest one, which is also going to be in Houghton, but it's in October and it's four bands and all of them are like hardcore, hardcore adjacent bands either based in like close to Houghton or in the UP. So that that's definitely cool to see start happening. Yeah. Will you have enough for a little fest like that? Sure. Yeah. Or just like for not having the same one or two bands on every show. It's, it's nice to have at least, Four, like I, I'll, I'll take that for sure. Oh, definitely. That's the issue we have here currently. Is there's always like the same three yeah. to f- three to four bands playing everywhere. Yeah, it's tough because I mean, people. It, it's one thing to like start to try to get more people to go to shows and stuff, but it's exactly for that reason. It's the same three or four bands or two or three bands, and you want to support as much as you can, but there also comes a point where it does very stagnant if that's the case. Yeah. We do this podcast in the back of my record store and the alleyway that connects between this building and the restaurant next door, they shut it down all summer long and have a little stage set up out there and there's a bunch of bands that play, but it's the same. Once in a while, there'll be like one band from downstate somewhere, but there's no hardcore shows really anymore or anything, unfortunately. It's a real pop. That sounds like a super cool spot, though. Oh, to throw a show, it would be. To throw a show, yeah, if you could get the attendance, but I don't know. It's just a a strange environment. Like the biggest turnouts happen for the things that you wouldn't expect around here. And then what you think would turn out doesn't really True. always pan out. It's weird. Oh, I, yeah. I know what you mean for sure. Like, it's kind of like you said, there was a lot of sh- not a lot, but there was definitely a lot more shows coming through Houghton. But that was like the early 2000s into the late 2000s for sure. Like, there are a lot of our friends up here that were involved in the scene and still go to shows and do music sometimes but they aren't the ones involved with booking stuff anymore so i feel like that's why things kind of died off oh for sure that Life gets we in the way. kind of lost yeah and we kind of lost the main venue that we had for the longest time right after i think it was in like 2011 it finally was done so that kind of put a pause on everything too but it's definitely i can kind of see things starting to turn around a little bit so i'm definitely gonna try to capitalize on that a little bit yeah definitely i would for sure if you see the smallest bit of light that you can grab and start making something out of it i would do it exactly i agree so why don't we go back to like the beginning of the band how did you guys start this um so i just kind of made the songs and then once the by the time the like soul violence was released and everything i had already kind of reached out to tyler and asked if he'd want to be involved and he was in and i i kind of formed the band well it was me and nick kind of doing all the writing and when it came time to kind of get everybody else once we got asked to do a show then i that's when i reached out to tyler and then logan and we didn't really have a solid bass player until recently i think how it happened was actually like you had put a thing out on instagram that said hey i'm starting this new project does anybody want to sing or play bass for it? And I don't do either of those things, but I figured <laughs> I could yell over something. So I hit you up and I was like, yo, I'll sing. And then you were like, oh, actually, I'm going to sing. Do you want to play guitar? And I was like, well, I don't, I play guitar anyway. So that's perfect. That's Absolutely. Funny. I think you're right, actually. I think, 
Yeah, that actually sounded a lot closer. It was. I think I kind of just posted that I was writing music adjacent to like a couple certain like certain bands that I posted, and yeah, I think that's actually how it went. But I, me and Tyler had talked about doing bands for like a few years beforehand, so this kind of just it was a definitely right place, right time kind of thing. Awesome. I I think it sounds great, man. Thank you, thank you, and then, thank you. Um, I believe on the my fury that song, Tyler, you're, did you write some of that one? Dude, like two percent of it. Kyle's Kyle's the main guy. He's the, he's the riff lord of the band for sure. Oh, okay. I just noticed because you know it was um, put out in early February. I thought maybe you uh, had a little more say in it or something. I think there's a couple things in that song that got tweaked that were his idea for sure like just little changes in like riffs or leads or i think there's like a couple spots on that song for sure where there was more input because it was being i was like writing that after we had played that show so it was more collaborative whether even if he didn't play on it it was definitely more like sending things back and forth than the demo was for sure yeah 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 i think i think Kyle writes most of like the skeletons and like the riffs of the song. And then we'll have like a demo version and then I'll just be like, well, what if we did this or switch this around or added this and kind of just like sprinkle a little topping on top of there. And then we have a song. Yeah. That's, yeah we trim that's the cool. fat where we should. And that song really reminds me of uh Randy Rhodes when it starts off. And uh, so that, I don't know. It sounds that like was that. Is that on a, purpose? A few people, no, go on. No, it's just like you, you're laughing like you may have heard this before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the amount of uh, Bark at the Moon comments I got and was very happy with because if if that's the vibe it's giving, oh, dude, there yeah. can be worse vibes to give, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, another thing in that song that I really dig is like it stops and goes into that gallop. That shit sounds fucking tough, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was actually that wasn't there initially and that was actually Nick's our, our drummer's idea that that part was initially just like constant just like down picking but then he did the little like triplets on the hi-hat and that's how that came about yeah that shit sounds good man thank you thank you so Fun um, to play too. now aside from the new song that you played at the show do you have anything else like in the works right now so we have about seven songs that we're going to be recording over the next like half a year or so um we'll be announcing some stuff over the next couple couple yeah we definitely have like a full quote unquote full length in the works and we're gonna definitely once we're gonna take the winter to make that as good as we can and then try to do maybe some more weekend stuff and some more out of town stuff starting in the spring. So that's kind of the game plan right now. And you're going to be up and you're up there year round. Oh yeah. I live up here. Right on man. How you like all that snow? <laughs> it could be worse. I'm so numb to it at this point. Yeah, I hear it's, you. It sucks and it never gets any less shitty, but you just kind of, you learn to live with it. That's how I feel about winter here. Yeah. People always bitch about it, but I'm like, Man, I don't know. You've lived here your whole life probably. Like you are, right. you should know. Older I it's, get, the more it hurts, man. Oh, for it's sure. So, it, it's I was going to say it's so funny that like I lived in the UP for 24 years and now I live like in Metro Detroit and we get like all year round we get as much snow as like half <laughs> a big snowfall in like Houghton. Or Marquette, and it's like a breath of fresh air. I fucking hate snow. Yeah, dude, for sure. Definitely, like, when we did that run in February, I think we drove down from, because I was living in Marquette at that time, which is just two hours south, and we left for that, and it was snowy, kind of shitty. And then I think when we left from Tyler's house for the first show that morning, I think it was 
maybe a little bit of snow, but it was mainly raining. So it's it's kind of wild to see the contrast there. It was weird. It was like it was like forty five and rainy that whole time we were doing that little weekend stretch. Except Grand Rapids was cold as shit for some reason. Just that side of the state. Yeah, it was. It was that was the one day on the run where it was a little bit more nippy, but still, yeah, very minimal snow. Where'd you play at in Grand Rapids? The DAC. I've never been there. It's like this art. It, it, it was kind I feel of like a, it just opened a, up. Or opened yeah. back up. Yeah, because it was a venue before because I had a friend who went to Michigan Tech here who's from there and used to go to shows there all the time, apparently. I think she saw like weekend nachos there, bands like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it, that, it was a cool show, but it was just, I feel like there's paintings on the walls in the room where people play. So it kind of it felt like an art gallery, but it also felt like a venue but it was kind of strange but it was cool i would like to go back and check it out again it sounds like it has a weird vibe for sure yeah i wasn't really sure like what could fly there so i feel like the people everyone that was touring with us kind of had the same same feeling about it but did you say like, it went good when it was like weekend nachos played there I think that's who she said she saw there. You think, like, if they got away with it, you guys should be able to get away with it, too. Sure, right. Yeah, exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, that was only the second time I've been to Grand Rapids, but I feel like they're having a little bit of a scene revival over on that side of the state, too, it seems like. Oh, definitely. uh, Gridiron, they're fucking tight. Oh, I mean, yeah, Bitter Truth. Bitter Bitter Truth, Truth, that's another one. Great guys. Super nice guys. Grand Rapids HC, I'm about it. Yeah, that's crazy, too. Yeah, there never used to really be hardcore bands Uh there. But it is, like, the fastest-growing city in Michigan now, so it makes sense. You're you're kind of seeing scenes, like, wild scenes pop up in the strangest places. Like, another show on that run was, I mean, I talk about it all the time, but the Springfield, Illinois scene is super good right now. Like That's Those kids awesome. are about it for sure. I think it's great that this shit's popping off again like that. And you Oh, absolutely. All these little places are like Springfield, Illinois has a scene, dude. That's sick. Houghton <laughs> has a scene. It's fucking sick. You know? Yeah, I'm hoping to get it there for sure. The Simpsons are going to make a hardcore episode. Fuck yeah, man. they are. You're going to have to. On- it's the wrong Springfield. There's two Springfields. I know that. Yo, I, I know. think that I, I, I made a Simpsons joke to somebody there. And they got mad. They didn't even get mad. They go, oh, it's, it's not that one. Oh. oh, damn. I don't think even the Simpsons show says which Springfield yeah, it is because there's so many Springfields in the U.S. It's you're not just supposed like, to know or something. Guess but... which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like oh. anonymous. Guess it's not there. If anything... The Simpsons world feels more like Illinois than it would elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, <So>. right. <laughs> I, I think I could agree with that for sure. Um, it's settled. So on the cover of that like demo EP, I like the um like the devil in the sky. That shit looks cool. And then um you put the lift bridge in there. I thought that was cool. Is that Yeah, a, that uh John that Michigan bridge. Yeah, Winnipeg. that's like in Houghton. Okay. The heaviest lift bridge in the world. Oh, it's the oh, heaviest? Really? Okay. You could Google that, and I could be wrong. It's I'll very take likely, your word for it. But that's what I've been told my whole life. So We went over it. Like like I said, I was up there last year, so I drove over it like eight times just because I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's definitely a cool little fun, cool fun bridge. Little yeah, I heard uh, you can, can you snowmobile under it and shit? Yeah, in the winter, they yeah. have it all the way down. So the part you usually drive through in the summer is just, like, water level. So you can just snowmobile under it. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, and you can go for, I think the first band I was ever in was, like, a very Parkway Drive-ish metalcore type band. We did a band photo under the bridge in 
like January and there's just insane wind gusts coming from the canal. So our faces are just like beat red and chapped. <laughs> That's cool. So when you guys were crafting the sound for this band, what were some of the bands that were inspiring you to develop your sound? So uh, yeah, go, go for it. Uh, I was just going to say Chromex for sure. Yeah, it was kind of a conscious effort when I was writing the songs because I was listening to the Alpha Omega record a lot at that time. So I was, pre- it was that record, and I was listening to a lot of that most recent No Warning record, that uh, t- Torture Culture. So just like not super low tuned chorus pedal riffy like punk leaning hardcore stuff was kind of so whether it was chromax no warning leeway just stuff like that yeah no warning sick you were wearing a leeway shirt tyler i think when i saw you fucking bands dope. yeah i was wearing one at that uh yeah the show we just played this is a fucking funny thing though about like i noticed about like guys dudes into music we're like yeah man it's a fucking nice shirt and then like, like in anything else it'd be like what the fuck you're fucking weird man you know dude that's funny you say that because a guy was walking past me at that show bat when all the bands finished up up in the pike room and i was like kind of standing there i don't remember what band was playing it's irrelevant but uh just some random dude walked past me and he just like screamed in my face he was like best shirt in the building and then just kept going <laughs> was he heavy set with a beard perhaps i don't i don't even remember i was just I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it's well, I was also yelled at for like a similar comment, not best shirt because then he would have lied to you. But because um, <laughs> I was wearing, or to uh, you. I was wearing that Chromax shirt, and he pointed that out as well. So it probably the same dude, the same guy. Probably wasn't as aggressive though, so it just might have been another. There was a few older heads in the room. Very nice. <laughs> That's funny. I know, but the band shirts are like your badge of honor in the music community. Like if people oh, know it, people know you fuck with that band, they're like, "Oh, sweet, you listen to Jeremy as a Smash Your Enemies shirt on right now." Right. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, I've done that a bunch where you see somebody's shirt and you at least I've never gone up and been like in somebody's face about it. But like, hey, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I'm just not like that. I think well, the I only time I've ever... He was more aggressive than he needed to be. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the best shirt out of all of us that day, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's Yours. what's up. The band definitely, like you said, Chromags and that. Like, it definitely has an older New York sound to it. That was the intention, so thank you. Like, we were talking about, before we started, like, a little bit of Sworn Enemy and, like, Strife and shit like that. Like, it definitely is reminiscent of. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of, like, some of that 90s victory influence in there. A little bit of, a little bit of Strife and All Out War type stuff. But, yeah, I was definitely trying to keep it more, and and the new stuff is definitely more in the vein of, what I was trying to do the first time where it's more like thrash leaning, but yeah, the, the demo and my fear are definitely a mix more core leaning for sure. Yeah. You're, I, I love your vocals, man. They're fucking dope. And, uh, thank Ryan you. I mean, saying it was like, uh, it reminded him of strife. And I was like, yeah, it does. So thank like, you. I was playing it like on the way here and like I played it, I don't know, the other day and stuff but i'm always swapping what i'm listening to so on my way to the record store to record i'm like oh might as well put that on so yeah i, I just thought strife on the way here jeremy said sworn enemy which i thought was good too so that's high praise thank you yeah um you mentioned all out war have you checked out the end rain album by chance it was i have not uh, i'm slacking <laughs> it's um Mike Score, the singer for All Out War, he's the singer for the band, and then it has members of Integrity and some other stuff. But it's really sweet. So if you like, yeah, all, doesn't uh, if you like doesn't all Dom out War, from Integrity and Pulling Teeth? Yeah, it's his band. Like that? Yep. Okay. Like he basically wrote the whole thing. Yeah, he called himself the mastermind. The mastermind. That's right. We right. we interviewed him like 
I don't know, a month ago or so. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds awesome. I, I like, I'm into all the bands involved. So I'm, I, I think I saw a few people post about it and I've been meaning to check it out, but yeah. I'm, I'm honestly terrible when it comes to keeping up with stuff. So bad. <laughs> I think that's one of my, that's definitely going to be in my top releases of the year, I think. For me. Awesome. It's like, it's not a bad problem to have, but there's just like, too much oh, good music in the hardcore circle coming out right now and it like it swells my brain trying to like keep up with it all yeah yeah every ours, now and then one yeah. record will come out that's just it'll like have me for a few months but yeah, as far as like checking stuff out weekly as it comes out i can catch some of it but if i if i don't like focus on one record or one EP or something. I kind of just I hate I hear it, but I don't listen to it. Right. Yeah, that's if you can that listen to our podcast, and we'll we'll point you in the right direction, bro. <laughs> Heck yeah. In between the podcast and running the record store, I gotta keep up on shit or or to try to make sales to people. You know, if I think it's dope, then people I know I know who to reach out to to talk about it. For sure. But End Rain was definitely one of those records. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. I've been convinced. So I know you haven't announced it yet, and if you can't say it now, that's fine. But do you guys have a name for the upcoming record by chance, or do you want to keep it secretive for now? We do, but we do? can't. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's fine. We got some stuff announcing when next next week or two weeks from now. We it's, got it's, it's within the next two weeks. Things. Yeah, a couple of things on um, that we're about to talk about here right on we'll yeah and after that is announced and everything over the next few months you'll probably see more hinting towards like the record and like the album cover and name and all like track listing all that kind of stuff but it, it's we it's all like song names album art album title like that's all good to go but yeah we just can't say too much about it yet can I ask, like, if it was studio recorded or self-recorded, or are you going to zip it? So unrecorded yet. It's unrecorded yet, oh, but we're okay. actually going to be doing the drums in Milwaukee and then just doing everything else ourselves because the first things we recorded, I mean, everything that we put out has been self-recorded. Oh, it sounds fucking um, amazing. I was just curious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're going to try to get a bit of a... Because, like, we've been happy with everything we put out, but even me and Nick are just kind of like, we just want a better, like, drum sound. We just want everything to be, like, a, bigger and tighter. So I think we're just going to do the drums in a studio and then do everything else ourselves so we can take our time with it. Fucking A, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'm stoked for everyone to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll I'm be, stoked to hear it. We'll be looking forward <laughs> to it. Oh, I have another question. When I was on Bandcamp a while ago, and like, uh, I bought your cassette tape and the uh, download, but I'm assuming there are no more cassette tapes. Of the ones that were on Bandcamp, those are gone. But I know we're going to do a rerun of. There was a blue cassette tape and a red one. We're going to do a reprint, hopefully, in the next couple months of those two so we can have those at shows and whatever ones. I actually have to get some of that information so I can get on there and check out because I'm honestly the worst when it comes to I wish all orders for everything were in one place yeah, yeah. and I could just not like have to remember. I'm like an idiot who can't remember passwords and all that stuff, so... Yeah, I should need to get on Bandcamp and check that out. But we don't have any right now, but they are, there are more coming. Well, I just assumed that because it was like, oh, it came out in 2022 that um, like you just forgot to take it down or whatever. But since you're making some more, hit me up about that. Oh, yeah. Did you order one? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, send the, <laughs> please just send over here the people to off. the Suffer No Fools Instagram, and I will write that wrong. It's all good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, we, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that's that what you were getting. Oh at, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I, I, I guess that was a weird it. way to like get at that, but I didn't want to be like, <laughs> "Yo, where's my fucking tape?" 
No, that was funny. I'm, I'm all about that. You interrogate the guy on the <laughs> But now I know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I this do is how agree quality control happens. The fucking password thing is uh, insane. I have to write all that down and put it on a bulletin board. I just, like, save them all in my keychain thing. I try that, and then I, I don't know, man. I'm, like, I'm too old. I have to write everything down. <laughs> Yeah, you're rolling. Yeah, I I'm have fucking in my phone notes if there's anything. <laughs> writing down passwords. Fucking making fun of my Rolodex, dude. <laughs> I had to change my password to get into this Zoom meeting because I couldn't Me remember too. it. <laughs> Both of you? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, honestly, pre like prior to the podcast, I didn't really use Zoom for anything ever either. So what's yeah, the, the last the first time I did was we did I did a podcast the Detroit Head Check podcast and i had never really used zoom up to that point so this is my second go right on i have a question that is just out of curiosity why cassette tapes um for me i'm a cassette collector like i do collect vinyl as well but not nowhere near as much as i get tapes and i don't know i think as a kid my mom had a ton and dad had a ton of cassette tapes and i always just kind of liked how it was very small and compact and like the booklets and all that stuff but i i think yeah just having something i always wanted to have something of mine on on that platform so that's why it's kind of uh, okay it's my go-to at least gotcha yeah i don't i'm after not- turnaround too yeah, definitely. I know the vinyl turnaround is ridiculous, but I have, I don't know, probably 110 tapes, maybe, like not that many. I don't really listen to them all that often, but I do collect sure. them. Just like if I find something that I'm like, ah, this record's stupid expensive or the CD I can't find or whatever, there's always cases for it. But I was just curious because we sell a shitload of cassette tapes at the store and I mean, like, they're just, it's weird how it's vinyl and tapes, not like vinyl and CDs or vinyl and eight tracks or, you yeah, know, eight track know. has yet to make a comeback. <laughs> I seen like three years ago, I want to say, The Sword, the band, put out an eight yeah. track. Yeah. And then, like, I've seen maybe two other bands do it, but it doesn't look like it's successful. <laughs> On the cassette tape. I mean, it's a cool little novelty, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah nobody listening to that fucking thing. No. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd be cool just to have, like, as a decorative thing or whatever. If you're a right. fan of the band, I get it. But just as far as sound quality goes and inconvenience, like, out of, they're just a clunky, terrible format. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. think they sound that bad if you have a decent player, though. I don't know. I've never... I, have like, a, I got a little portable player that it was like from Vietnam that somebody yeah. gave me, and I only kept it because it was from Vietnam. Huh. Other oh. than that, I would have been that's like, a track <laughs> "Yeah, that's cool. Shit. That's a whole nother fucking episode." Yeah. No, I got a, <laughs> I got a, a microphone from Vietnam that's too. That was like the morning announcement microphone. You can do like some Larry Fishberg shit. Yeah, it sits on Hell top yeah. of my record shelf next to a fifty. Oh, I've microphone. seen it. Yeah, it's cool. Well. On the tape thing, for me, I've had to buy them just to get um, new bands' music. Like, a lot of guys have been putting them on cassettes. And I'm assuming because of the turnaround and they're a lot and cheaper. And they're probably cheaper to have made. Right. But, or not even probably, I know for a fact. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely, like, per unit much cheaper. And, yeah, you can get them on pretty short notice. And, uh yeah, I think it's just uh, the most convenient way to have, just like to besides taking the CD route, I think it's the most convenient way to just get it to people. Right. Well, but yeah, I think when... definitely new vinyl and more of that stuff. But yeah, always loved cassettes. Yeah, vinyl is obviously the number one seller right now, but it's definitely tapes is right behind it because they're fucking hot. And I think it's like they took CD players out of cars, so nobody mm-hmm. fucking plays CDs anymore because nine times out of ten people were playing them in the car. Right. Which sucks, but whatever. 
You still got Ghostface Killers stuck in there? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. It's still in there. I got Ghostface Killers. Iron Man's been stuck in my truck for over a year, I think, now. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was going to be Supreme Clientele. No, no. Too bad you didn't have a two-disc changer and you could have got them both. (laughs) Yeah, you know... I don't know. What's up? What was that? I'm, we're t- talking about cassette tapes? Yeah, I was getting way off topic. Oh. I was just curious about the tapes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had to ask somebody oh, that's sure. making them right now. Because sure. I know like friends that run labels and have bands, and they're all pressing up tapes, and they I, they fucking sell out right away. And like every new band that releases something, it comes out on tape. Like the new Dying Fetus. Yeah, it's on tape. I almost bought the tapes because I was like, these are fucking sweet. But I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, then yeah. I, I should probably know. get on that dying fetus pre-order. Oh, uh, it's it's uh, a sick ass album. Yeah, it's great. We've had it for like two weeks now because I get early access to relapse stuff when it comes out oh, just awesome. for running the store. So I always yep. get a little uh, insider look, and it's fucking sweet. If you're a dying fetus fan, then yeah, absolutely. Very excited for that new Cannibal Corpse record too. That's gonna be oh good. yeah, another ripper. That band just gets better with age. I think it's insane. Yeah, they uh, what, what the hell was the name of the new one? I can't remember. Obviously, something gory, but I remember uh, the single sounded great. Oh, Is violence on a? Was that the last? I think one? that was the last one. Last with one the fucking with tongue. the tongue. Yeah, with the tongue. Yeah. I, I just know that the cover for the new one is very red. I have not looked closely at it yet. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a bunch new, of bunch of little. That first song guys. they put out was sick. Yeah, that kind of brings me to my question: What are some bands that you guys listen to, or music you listen to? Uh, you know, you're hanging out, or like Tyler when you're cutting hair. What are you listening to? Oh, that's oh right. man, I got that. Um. I know what you're listening to when you're cutting hair. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Just like skinhead shit in public. No, <laughs> no, I got yelled at for that. Um, no, I'm doing. Man, I'll put on like Smith's radio or like I've been bumping that new restraining order in the shop a lot lately. I gotta like I can't put stuff on that's super abrasive, you oh, know. So I gotta definitely. like pick a lane that I like, but a lane that's not going to like offend the ears of just some average Joe kind of cruising in. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. I've offended a few old ladies with dying fetus <laughs> and cannibal corpse unintentionally, but it happens. Or yeah, it uh, like I'll be playing like mob deep or something. And there's like a gang fight and some fucking old lady comes in. <laughs> like, do you know where the bike store is? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Tyler, you own a barber shop, right? Yeah, I own a, a shop called Hard Luck Barbershop in Berkeley, Michigan. Right on. How long have you been doing that? Um, I've owned the shop for well, me and my girlfriend co own the shop, but um I've owned it for a little over a year now. We opened May of twenty twenty two. But uh I've been cutting hair for like ten years. Nice. I know. Um, obviously, you're a licensed barber. Um, is that all you're doing, or are you a cosmo like cosmetologist too? Uh, no, I'm just. Uh, I'm. I just strictly have a barber license. I mean, I can like color hair vaguely, but I choose <laughs> oh, not. I to. just ask. I probably. It's been so long. I'd probably fry someone's hair off. If right. They ask me, so. <laughs> My old lady. Um, she doesn't work anymore, but she renews her license every year. And she used to, she had a barber license and she lived out west. So I've been getting free haircuts for a while. It's nice. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. I got my own hair. <laughs> I don't know. I just just wondered that. That's cool, though. My barber died when I was 12, so I taught myself how to cut hair so I could cut my own hair. That's brutal. <laughs> that's loyalty like 20 years uh, yeah. <laughs> Straight I can't even I can't even cut my own hair so, uh, so what I, about what about yeah. you Kyle what are you listening to um so it, it definitely just kind of varies like honestly I listen to a lot more like 60s 70s country stuff in my downtime um but as far as like <laughs> Like heavy stuff and hardcore stuff. Oh, could be I listen whatever, to a lot man. of we listen to a, a lot of everything. crowbar, crowbar, 
What's yeah, up? I'm a big crowbar guy. Uh, I'm a big, big dying fetus guy. But usually it's because I'm also a barber. So when I'm cutting hair, it's usually just old country stuff or. Shit, I didn't know you were like, a barber too, my bad. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, I'm much newer to it. I've only been officially licensed for since July. So I'm much more green to it. That's cool though, man. It's like a, it's a giant cliche, right? Like if you're not in a band and you're not like young, like 18 year old people, if you're like older hardcore dudes in bands, you're either, you're either a fucking barber, you own a record store, you tattoo, (laughs) or you're like a professional chef or something like that. And that's like, that's all you're allowed to do. Yep. Nobody cares what I look like. I'm a welder. So (laughs) I got away with it. Oh yeah. So do you have like a custom, a custom mask that you had made for you? No, I, uh, I guess like a while, like back when I started, I had a, I just buy like the cheap shit. So I had like a $40 hood and I I just took, um, like a can of red spray paint and tape and like taped a crimson ghost on the face of it and like spray bombed it. It's still on there, so that's pretty cool. There that's you about go. It. Heck yeah. I worked with a dude who, um, he'd fucking, he'd really pimp them out. He had two different Van Halen ones at one. He had, like, the red, white, and black that looked, uh, he like, you know, with the fucking tape and everything. Looked like the Frankenstein. Yep. And then <laughs> he did it in another color, too. I was like, this motherfucker is dedicated. <laughs> I wonder if it was the black and yellow yeah, version. That's of that's the, the other one he did, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So you said a lot of 60s, 70s country. Is that how the yes. the Leuven Brothers sample, the Satan is Real yeah. thing came about? Sure did. That sure did. Uh, that's a an elusive record that we've been waiting to come across, like an actual I've been looking. If you of, find it, message never, me, I'll buy it on the spot. I've never seen one. Uh, Jeremy's been looking for it forever. Like I first heard it in hank three straight to hell to be honest yeah and, i did too and then that's when i was like oh, i gotta find this shit yeah and, it's a yeah, i've it's never hard. actually looked it up to see what it's worth i should do that like on discogs they have a couple of other albums that are quite pricey too that have nothing to do with satan well, yeah i would imagine like the, but, I mean, the one dollar. that says satan is real was supposed to be probably gospely anyways oh dude the cover i love that it's preachy cover. But yeah, the cover is sweet. I think Kyle might have got a phone call or something because his mic's on mute. Are you there, Tyler? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. So what have you been up to? Oh, man. Just, dude, I cut hair and then I come home and I do nothing. Yeah, I I'm, hear a pretty, you. I'm a pretty boring 35-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get to, I try to go to as many shows as possible, but it's... Yeah, but once you get comfortable at home, these days I'm not the uh, young man I used to be. Yeah, and once you get comfy at home, you're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about that. I gotta like, I either gotta keep it moving, or if I'm if I sit for a second, I'm I'm done for. Yeah, and as um, I'm only a couple of years ahead of you, but that does not get any better. <laughs> just, yeah, just after so thirty, know. man, it's all uh, all down. Isn't that crazy? But. Yeah, that's about all, you know, we do. Hang out here, go to work, raise a kid. Yeah. By the way, he stole my fucking shirt. He's taller than your me. Your kid did? Yeah, he stole my Suffer, Suffer No, no Fools shirt. t-shirt. Because of, oh, man. Because of the UP <laughs> thing. I was like, dude, really? And I was like, yeah, it's cool. Well, so he's rocking it. still hear me? He's rocking it in high school. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I can hear you. I figured you got a call or something. Your mic was no, on. No, I you. figured out what happened. I had, I, for some reason, I was holding the phone up to my ear as if I was on a phone call. So it put uh, it in safe driving mode. Yeah. <laughs> and muted me. So gotcha. we're, we're good now. Oh, it's all good. I was just, uh, we were just bullshitting for a minute. I'm about to wrap things up here so we don't keep you guys too long. Oh, very good. This has been a good time. So, yeah, um, one, thanks for jumping on the show, taking the time on at the time of recording this Labor Day when most people aren't really wanting to do anything at all. No, thank you for having us. 
too. We're definitely looking forward to the upcoming announcements, and we'll be sharing your stuff for you and doing what we can to help promote. And then, like, maybe if you guys get records made up and stuff in the future, I can stock some in the store and whatnot. And, uh, you know, CDs, anything tapes, I can do whatever. to... Yeah, CDs, tapes, whatever. Anything I can do to help promote it, I'm happy to do so. Absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate that. We'll definitely, I'll definitely shoot you like a dm just with more details just like obviously that'll be more on the dl but yeah i'll definitely give you more updates over the next few days for sure right on dudes yeah i'll be in touch with you um i'll be making up some graphics and stuff to post around so i'll get in touch with you guys on instagram and uh yeah thanks again for jumping on the show we appreciate it yeah hell yeah thank you so much for having me for having us yeah you guys take her easy yeah, you as well. You guys too. All right. Later. You guys have a good night. You too.